Part thirteen of Beckside Lights by John Ackworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Memory of the Just. Three. Joy cometh in the morning. Next morning, Jabe had been up earlier than usual, and the two made their way to the Horrocks's. To their surprise, the curtains were drawn up and the door was open. Jabe's nervousness made him bashful, and so he stopped on the threshold and knocked. Hurried feet came noisily downstairs, and as soon as she saw them, Jinny, who had a dishevelled and up-all-night appearance, cried out, whilst tears of evident joy welled up into her eyes. "'Eh, hey, chaps, come in, bless ye, come in. Oh, feel as if it were resurrection morning, and I oh, just come out of a grave.' Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. And as Jabe and Ben looked at each other in astonishment, Jinny's cry was feebly repeated upstairs. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. What if us to do, wench? cried Jabe in amazement. To do? There's everything to do. Summer ith middle of winter. Midsummer in November. It's heaven upon earth, heaven upon earth. Where? What if has happened? And Ben lifted his eyebrows and looked at Jabe and muttered under his breath, The poor creator's gone off it. Let me tell him, Jed. Let me tell him. Bless the Lord, came feebly downstairs. You'll have to go upstairs, chaps, said Jinny, actually smiling. Well, it's had her own road, you know. In obedience, therefore, to these directions, the clogger and his friend made their way to the bedroom where they found Rhoda still in bed, but looking like a transfigured being. "'Sit you down,' she said as they entered, and then she looked from one to the other with eager, beaming eyes and burst out, "'Bless the Lord! Bless the Lord!' When they were seated and were looking hard at the sick woman in whom so strange a transformation had taken place, she suddenly turned in her bed and, looking at Jabe, demanded, "'Jabe!' What were it as you put upon my feyther's stone? Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. And were it true? Were he perfect and upright? Were he? He were that, answered Ben fervently. A fine sight better nor only it's about now, added Jabe as a clincher. Bless the Lord, he were, he were. And the two women looked at each other, apparently gloating over the words they had heard. Then Rhoda's face suddenly darkened again. She seemed to be collecting her powers for a difficult task, and at last she said impressively, "'Jabe, ever since wick after it were put up, we'n been feared it were a lying stone.' "'Eh, oh, ne'er were,' cried Jinny, through glistening tears. "'Eh, it were thee,' cried Rhoda in astonishment. Oh, knew better all the time. Nay, it was thee, nor me. But just then Ben chimed in. If ever a gravestone i' this world, towed true, it were that. True? It were not half true enough, added Jabe emphatically. Rhoda paused in a listening attitude, as if she were hearing enthralling music, and presently she went on. The wick after the stone were put up, a felly come for a Duxbury. I said, th club books as my father used to have were wrong, 
and had been for money a month wrong cried both men at once in amazed indignation ay wrong and if oi hadna been i th' ass our abel had have felled him but oi sattled abel a bit and then the chap axed him for to go to duxbury and see th books resell there was a sound of long laborious breath being drawn and jabe and his friend looked at each other in fierce indignation well rhoda proceeded he went and when he come back he were like a deedon he sat down afore the fire and started a whackerin and striking and couldna tell us a thing well at long last he said as it were true and be feyther have been takin the club brass for years rhoda paused for a moment to give her hearers time to realise the awful communication she had made then she wiped her perspiring face with a spotted cotton handkerchief and leaning towards the clogger whose short leg had already kicked the bedstock several times she went on silly jabe what could a torn our able to pieces when he said that and then after a moment's silence poor lad it kills him well you know she proceeded after a moment's mournful thought we couldn't believe it of our feyther but abel stuck out as it were true and we were that feared on it getting out we darna speak about it to hombre so he mortgaged the house and paid it well he's six pound and the fellow said as he'd keep it quiet thou lump yet where didn't thou come and tell me interrupted jabe in stern indignation i knowed it were wrong all the time and i wouldn't ever agree to pay it choose what they said only for that text upon the gravestone answered rhoda and then after another pause she proceeded well six months after the felly come and said as they'd fun some more at eh hey, ben oh thou's as me hurt at a bust we prayed till we couldn't have pray and we scrike till we were blind and all the time folk were talking about the gravestone and saying how true it were and we knowed as it were ourselves but we couldn't have proved it and we were feared out of our wits on it being fun out well we borrowed the second lot of brass of thou grappier to big interest and what with debt and what with interest we'n been paying us off ever sin it kills our abel and it were killing me the last ten pound we couldn't raise we'n been trying for welly two year and croppy sourced us every time he come and we were that feared of outcoming out as we down and looked poor and then all geet badly and all were feared to deein afore it were paid it had all come out if i had happen but all couldn't keep up all felt all were done for and were welly crazy maddled to get the brass and save me feyther's name then she paused for a moment out of breath both ben and jinny began to exhort her to rest a little but she stopped them with an impatient gesture and proceeded at last Arjun and me made it up as who should go i lodgings or else to the bastille when o were deed and sell all the furniture to pay with o oh, couldn't a dee and own till me feyther's name was saved 
it is safe na bless the lord thy feyther's name near wanted saving jerked out jabe but go on finish this nominee well resumed rhoda when i knowed i was struck wi' death i felt i couldn't go till i knowed as it were all right and safe and so i sent for thee ben last night thou allus had a kind hurt lad and i come i went away to fetch the brass and when all were waiting upstairs for thee to come back i heard how crappy downstairs and then he come up and eh oh a fate but he said as it's some news for me i didn't want any news but i didn't say so so he come and he stood just where they art sitting now ben and he looked at me and he said amos bobby were kilt this morning amos from our father's bardnerith club stewardship than us well oh thou as did fun summat else art and us scriked art but croppy said as when he were dying amos sent for him and told him he'd summat to get off his soul afore he faced his maker and what do you think it were both men were watching rhoda with a stern eagerness that was painful but neither spoke it's old croppy as he'd ordered the books to pay his dog-running debts and then when my feyther deed sudden he couldn't find the brass and so he let it go for deed mon and so you see his name's saved at last ay eh i knowed it couldn't have been me feyther but we saved his name we saved his name and i i can go to me grave contented but she didn't at first it seemed very doubtful whether she would rally for the vindication of her father's honour and the removal of her own intolerable burden seemed to give her new life and in a short time she was going to the mill again looking younger and stronger than she had done for years End of part thirteen. End of the memory of the just.